This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. I'm actually back in the studio. It was a crazy week last week. Did a carpool up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and had a hockey tournament with two of the kids. It was a good time with the family and pure chaos. There was probably four or five different ice rinks we were at. A lot of fun. Definitely enjoy watching uh, youth hockey, especially with those board battles for the puck. And uh, the reason I bring that up is the fourth quarter is like a lot of puck battles uh, on the ice. And uh, crazy as you work through it, but obviously the end goal is to get things in order and hopefully we'll come out with a win for the first year with the employee benefit program. Today happens to be Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, current active or inactive or no longer with us to share the fight, but uh, what we're all thinking about everybody. Today is also my oldest kid's birthday, so happy birthday, Caleb, if he ever listens to this uh, at some point in the future, but maybe his mom's going to listen. But uh, anyhow, happy birthday to you. So quick updates going into the open enrollments right now. So December 1st, uh, open enrollments are underway, communicating with employees. Uh, that should be done for you if, if you have a December 1st renewal. If it's January 1st, some are ready to rock right now. Uh, we're actually doing some open enrollments as we speak for January 1st. We are definitely knocking them out. There are some still going back and forth with plan designs. And how we're gonna we're gonna structure for 2022 and try to be more competitive as an employer and retaining uh, the good talent that they have and hopefully attract more as they grow. Just a few days ago, um, there was a survey that I read that 66% of employees are actually waiting for their benefits package for 2022 to determine their employment status with that company going into the next year. So. It's just something that employers should think about as they're reviewing for their January 1st renewal and preparing the packet to offer to the employees their benefit selections. And so just something to consider because um, I I was surprised that it was that many. Uh, Every year, there's always some people on the fence, especially with employers having to back down on the benefit coverage and passing on more costs to their employees, the employees are just getting tired of it. And I'm not saying that's the solution. Uh, I do think some employees need to have a uh, real hard reality check on the true cost of health insurance and not asking somebody else to pay for it. But that's a completely different topic. We could spend a whole podcast on that. But some of these employers here, they, um, they want to provide good value for their employees. And so this is the time to do it. And if you haven't started already, get cracking now because um, you've essentially got to pick the plan designs and or how you're putting it in place by Thanksgiving so that the broker has a good week to put things in place, um, maybe two, so that you can have an open enrollment before the holidays. If you wait until the holidays, you're going to be scrambling. Insurance cards aren't going to show up on time. So try to push the envelope a little bit, get this thing done, and get it off your desk um, so that you can enjoy the holidays without having to worry about a benefits program not being offered to your employees as of yet. Expect to see more um, electronic enrollments. They're the way to go. Paper is still there. It's, uh, it's a nightmare for all of us, but um, if that's something that's easier for you. But just know in 2022, even the brokers and the peers that we work with, they're all going electronic. They're done with this paper stuff and we're almost there. So I I do believe in 2022, the expectations that it would be all electronic, including employer paperwork, PDFs are done. And so hopefully we'll we'll be able to get to that point um, just internally, but that's the goal and we have timelines set on that. And so expect that for your own enrollments as well. (laughs) 
Another quick update, we've talked about this a number of times about fee disclosures. So starting this after December 27th of 2021, brokers and insurance companies are supposed to disclose the commission models and how much we're getting paid as an agency and a broker, whether it's direct or indirect of compensation related to an employer benefit plan. Uh, this is going to be really, really interesting. So you're going to actually find out what you're actually paying for in your premiums. And so it's an industry game changer for sure. Um, there's a lot of pros. I'm actually for it. There, there are some negatives, and I'll walk you through that real quick. But pros, you get you could demand more of the value of the compensation you're paying for in the premiums. They're already built in. Uh, you might be sticker shocked on how much your broker's actually getting paid just from either just comparison to your own in, uh, industry or business or what you're actually getting out of them. Uh, there are employer accounts that brokers are getting paid hundred dollars to $200,000 a year to manage that account. But if you're getting the service model and the technology and the support you're looking for, then it's worth it. Um, it's a large employer at that point. But then you have other companies on the other end of the spectrum where uh, they're mid-sized companies and the broker is probably getting paid $15,000, dollars a year on. Well, they have staff and technology and whatnot that they're supplying to you. But you could demand more out of them by knowing what's there. And then also the flip side is know what your broker is getting paid. Is it enough, right? Because there's times where we get burdened by certain employers to do things that maybe they should be doing and find out that we're actually drastically underpaid for it. But this also is a transition to fees. So expect good, better, best packages uh, going forward in some degree, not necessarily for January 1st, but uh, in the coming months. It does definitely create clarity and boundaries for both parties. And so this is all positive to me. Now, the cons, there's more regulations against brokers. We've, we are regulated, not as high as some other industries such as financial advisors, but we're, it's just adding more paperwork to us. It just, it's, it's going to create more chaos. But it is a game changer, but it could make a lot of brokers, good brokers in our industry to leave the industry. The average age... Last I knew was 59. It could be 61 because my data could be a couple years old, but uh, it could be a problem. They could be forced to retire. And then your good broker that you had now is now replaced by somebody else that you may not like. And that can be an issue going forward because you may not get the same service. You guys won't, may not jive. Uh, sure, it creates opportunity for some of the rest of us, but it, it could create some other issues that somebody could have had another five to 10 years. And now they're out. So just some things to look forward to. Don't be surprised by it. It's coming um, and it's going to come here, be here before we know it. If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. Uh, just a quick note from a slight HR 
perspective on the vaccine mandate. Uh, I'm not trying to get political on this one. I know it's uh, there's a lot of controversy on it, but if you have 100 or more employees, uh, there's a mandate coming January 1st. I think it's actually January 4th. I know there was a recent ruling from the courts that they couldn't do it, but it's the same thing that happened with the Affordable Care Act. And so um, time will tell where this is going to go. My recommendation is you need to still review what your rights are as an employer and also the employees. But from an HR perspective, it's really a touchy subject. So I would recommend, highly, highly recommend to talk to an employment uh, attorney uh, just to make sure that whatever your goals are, uh, then that still meets some type of clarity or, or requirement with inside the law. Because what if it's still there? Uh, I I don't know. I don't have any insight where it's going to go. There's still a lot of time between now and uh, January. But if you need a contact for employment attorney, let me know. We had one on our podcast. We have several others. Um, They could give better advice. Um, You can put them on retainer to protect uh, whatever your goals are um, or, you know, how to execute anything that uh, you're looking for. It's a touchy subject, so you need to be very careful. You're going to walk a fine line there. I had read last week that the mandate is actually being proposed to come down to small businesses. So if you have any employees, it will be mandated that you have vaccination requirements inside the workplace. Uh, This is going to take a lot more time. First off, there's too many of the small businesses, even mid-sized, that for them to go track all this. But again, it's just it's notes that are being drafted up. Uh, I don't know how soon that's going to get passed. They have leverage on the 100 plus they're using uh, osha um, and there's arguments there whether or not osha is the governing body to do this but anyhow on the small business they're just under the radar so i don't know how they're going to do it but in the current situation it's always been job specific so sure there are some vaccines that are required but usually it's around an employment position that you are applying for and the expectations are set at the employment so I, 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 with a lot of other jobs, there is no mandate for vaccines. You could be unvaccinated as a child and still get a job and produce value in the workplace. It'll be interesting where it goes. I just wanted to point that out that, hey, my recommendation is talk to an attorney if you're not sure, especially if you're in that situation. We went through this with the Affordable Care Act. A lot of employers felt that it was going to go by the way side. It was losing some of the court battles, and they didn't think that it was going to come to tuition, and then they get penalized um, because it really was there and then it passed all other checks and balances to be there. And so I would not procrastinate on this. You need to take it very serious and make sure that uh, you have consultation uh, moving forward. Since it is Veterans Day, I figured I'd just give a quick shout out uh, those who uh, I served with, uh, and so, uh, and they could be listening to who knows, right? And so, uh, first one that came to mind was Billy Gomez. Uh, he was a supervisor. He was a lot of fun, but uh, he definitely uh, pushed envelopes and figured out ways to uh, take us youngins, uh, fresh out, of, and I wouldn't say fresh out of boot camp, but maybe fresh out of schooling, making us perform in areas that we weren't taught for, which was good because it was on-the-job training. It tell, taught us to think outside the box. And essentially in the middle of the ocean, when you have no other resources, that you figure out ways to resolve the problem. And uh, we did. We had some big problems in the middle of the ocean. We had lack of supplies and parts. And um, he forced us to do better. We solved a lot of problems and got airplanes back up in the air. So 
definitely good. Um, a shout out, uh, Rob Simone. He's at the tail end of his 20 something year career. Um, but he's done a lot of things from a leadership perspective. He broke a number of rules to increase morale and he won. And so he's done a lot of great things and a lot of thanks to, to him for the people that, that fall underneath him. Troy Calhoun, uh, he's probably listening to this Tom podcast, but, uh, He's uh, now back in Michigan, but uh, we still stay in touch, and it's been a lot of fun hanging out with him. And then you had uh, uh, this guy, I just remember his name is Mahaffey. I forget his first name, but uh, he was the guy that always we had, like, whatever, uh, 150-something days or 200 days at sea, and he would count down every single day we were at sea, and, and it made it longer. He also was one that hung strings from the ceiling of the room, with the washer on it so that every time the ship moved, uh, the string would move and uh, it would actually cause people to um, get sick. But uh, uh, a little motion sickness because you have a visual inside of uh, a room that has no windows. And so talk about a little hazing going on, but uh, I guess when you're in the middle of the ocean and you have a great box and you have nothing else to do besides do your job and figure out how to get along with each other, I guess that's one way to do it, right? And so, uh, obviously, on Veterans Day, we also thank those who could come home. Uh, I wasn't in a position to, to take a bullet or give a bullet, but uh, uh, but we there was mishaps that it did occur on a ship, um, aircraft carrier, and so some of those guys couldn't come home. And then um, also those who are still fighting at home. So, uh, happy veteran, Veterans Day to everybody, and um, we'll talk to you next time.